The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. What are the breadwinners, Song of the Sea, The Secret of Kells, Wolfwalkers got in common? Well, they all came from Cartoon Saloon, which is this incredible Kilkenny-based company, all Oscar-nominated as well. And there's a new movie now coming from that source. It's called My Father's Dragon. It's out in cinemas, it's on Netflix, and I'm delighted that we're joined by its director, the animator Nora Toomey. Nora, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, You're very welcome, Matt. Thank you. Actually, can you explain to me, please, what's the difference between a director on an animated movie and a live action movie? Because I'm sure people have a fairly good idea of what happens in the majority of movies. But how does it differ in an animated movie? That's a it's a really great question. And honestly, a lot of people, even in the industry and the the, the, the um, film industry, uh, get confused or, or wonder what what's the difference between between the two. Um, there's a lot in common. Uh, so uh, directors of animation and of live action are all very involved in the script stage of development. Um, then we both work with actors, but in different ways. So um, in live action, of course, everybody's in costume. You have sets and uh, props and uh, the, your actors are together. In animation, they're separated out oftentimes. So they're in recording booths uh, together or separately and then they don't have any props they don't have any costumes and they just have the director to rely on in terms of getting the 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 correct energy for uh, each scene and sequence and then of course the other half of the performance is the um, animators Uh, so the animators uh, will um, draw like something like four seconds a week uh, of of a character's performance based on the um, actor's voice performance. And so that's a whole other thing. So as a director, you work with your animation supervisors and the entire team of animators to make sure that the performances are consistent throughout the the film. Uh, I work with an art director similar enough to the way that a live action director will work with a cinematographer. Um, but all of the production design, of course, for an animated feature is created from scratch. Uh, so that's there is that job. We do our editing um, before we uh, animate. So in a live action film, editing is done after everything has been shot. But in animation, you have to do it beforehand because we can't afford to um, animate extra footage. So you have to be really sure of what you're doing. Uh, we, we storyboard out the whole film several times. And then when we're really sure of that, we, we, we um, that's the basis of the, the animation. So and then things like, you know, sound mix and film grade and things like that are the same. Uh, so it's uh, there are differences. The other thing is that um, animated features take about they can take about four or five years. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, you, you can shoot a, a live action film in a in a matter of months. And then uh, oftentimes the most time consuming part of that is the editing process. So different and the same. Um, Whoa, both, what a job. Both. It sounds like an enormous <laughs> job, which must require an enormous amount of patience as well, does it? It, it uh, yeah, I think um, directors that are you know um, that that work with animation uh, probably yeah have maybe a different way of thinking uh, in in terms of uh, everything is so slow and so slow so uh, deliberate as well that you know what you, the the decisions that you make. 
uh, affects so many different people and you have to be sure of what you're deciding because of you you know you you have might have an animation team of 50 animators and again like I said a lot of those are, are handling the performance maybe of a central character and you need to make sure that the the physicality of that character and how they perform is the same all the way through um so yeah you do it, it there's a there's a lot of work involved uh, for sure um but it's very enjoyable and you, i get to work with extremely talented people uh, and it's not you know it, it there there are there's you know you've got assistant directors you've head the departments um to help uh, as well it's a really collaborative um it sounds uh, incredibly labor intensive so that would suggest it must be extraordinarily expensive as well is it um, it depends. I, so, I mean, I've seen features made for a, a couple of million and then it goes all the way up to, you know, the kind of big studio films that are like 150 million, which aren't that much different from like big superhero films. You got the same types of budgets. So it's a, it's the same thing in that I've seen. I've seen um, animated feature films where you have a director and a tiny crew. They might be working for maybe a decade or something like that, but they, um, they they managed to do it, you know, on a much uh, smaller scale. Our first feature in Cartoon Saloon, uh, The Secret of Kells, was done with a lot of limitations on it. But it, when you have limitations, sometimes it can can really focus the mind. Um, and, and certainly we oftentimes, and, and certainly in Cartoon Saloon, put a lot of emphasis on really strong design in our films and, and very... Um, worlds that you want to kind of step into and the reason for that is because animation uh you know it, it is a, a very um unique kind of art form but it's also uh something i think that is uh kind of ageless and especially 2d animation so hand-drawn animation is uh is uh, kind of timeless and it's um yeah it's a it's a very beautiful medium so uh, it's it's kind of worth the time, I think, that, that we spend on it. And I do want to ask you about my father's dragon, I promise I will, but I am still fascinated. You said four seconds for how much work for getting a character developed? Yeah, about, about like, so if um, we're handing a piece of uh, character performance to an animator, it generally takes them for a feature film uh, about a week to animate four seconds of that performance. So, that that seems extraordinary. Why does it take so long to get four seconds because of performance because you're drawing you're drawing um uh, 12 drawings per second so so it, so it's a it's a funny old thing in that uh, the the um actor will come in and maybe over the course of 3 weeks will do the majority of their voice work uh, you might come back later on to ask them to you know if you change lines or something like that uh, but then, yes, the, the most time consuming part is the actual animation. So you're asking an animator to draw um, uh, 12 drawings per second. And that's what takes the time. Uh, it, it's, it's a you know, they're, they're highly skilled uh, artists, uh, oftentimes who've been working, you know, for, uh, you know, decades honing their, their skill and their craft in, um, you know, being able to portray a, a performance for the screen, working with the, the actor's uh, performance. It's really, it's an amazing thing to, to watch. But for me, it's pure magic because it, it all that it is really is a bunch of lines moving around the screen. But 
really great animators and really great actors can um, make us all believe that they, that bunch of lines is a character with, you know, who's, uh, you know, breathing in and out and who's, you know, feeling and that, you know, has an emotional life um, that, that they can pull audiences in with them. Uh, I think it really is a magic space. Of course, it also depends on having a good story, which you've had with your previous animations. But what's the story behind My Father's Dragon? And why did you pick it for your latest work? Yeah, My Father's Dragon is inspired by a book that was first published in 1948 by author Ruth Stiles Gannett. She's an American author. And uh, she wrote this book about um, Elmer, who is a young boy who uh, is having a bit of a tough time. His mom gets really angry with him because he's feeding uh, saucers of milk to a stray cat. And so he runs away um, uh, and tries to find what he thinks is going to be the answer to what his real life problems are. Uh, he runs away to find a, a, a real life fire breathing dragon on a on a, a wild wild island, um, and of course the dragon turns out not to be the answer to his uh, to his prayers, but just a kid like like he is. Um, and so that's the 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 book. Like I said, it was published in 1948, and it has gone on to you know be very successful, especially in in uh, in the states, where you have generations of people reading it uh, as children, and then growing up to read it to their children. Um, and about 10 years ago, again, everything takes a long time in animation. Uh, but uh, about 10 years ago, I met. Um, Julie Lynn, who's an American producer who had read the book as a child and then went on to read it to her children. And she was in Dublin having just finished uh, her film Albert Nobbs with uh, Glenn Close. Um, and she wanted to meet us uh, and Cartoon Sitting because uh, she loved the book, but she also loved The Secret of Kells, which was her first feature film, which had been released at that point. We were working on Song of the Sea at that point. Um, and so I met with Julie and I, I read the book on the way up to the meeting and I, that particular page where uh, in the book where Elmer's mom gets really angry with him because of this uh, saucer of milk, I thought there was such wonderful layers to uh, to that particular page. I started to read kind of between the lines and imagine what was going on in Elmer's mom's life that made a saucer of milk a big deal and then imagine what it was like if, you know, as we we all have been, you know, uh, children who look up into the adults in our lives, uh, their faces and realize that they don't have all the answers or maybe we don't recognize them for a second or two as they, you know, lose, lose control of, you know, how they're trying to manage themselves in relation to the, the younger people in their lives. And so um, for me, that was very much the way in. And so while I was working on The Breadwinner, um, I, I began to kind of, you know, uh, think about how we could um, work with the source material to bring My Father's Dragon to the screen. And tell us about the cast you have, because is this the most stellar cast of actors that you've had to voice the parts? 
Well, every actor I've ever worked with is, is a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. There's a lot of box office stars here, aren't there? They're big names uh, for sure. And, you know, uh, um, I suppose it's a, it's an interesting thing. We've an incredible uh, casting director, Amy Lippens, who was really really wanted to uh, you, you know she was encouraging me to really look at um you know who would be who who you could imagine when you close your eyes again you know with the 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 the, the fact that this is a, a, a you know based or, or inspired by a, a, an american book um like she really wanted me to kind of imagine who who it was that uh, who who i heard when we um when we kind of read the script uh, and so, um, so I would say like you know, maybe like an Ian McShane type-ish actor kind of thing for uh, for the part of Sewa, and, and and I would go on like that, and she would just go and ask ask these people um, if they wanted to join our our our, our cast. And, so, so you uh, have Ian McShane, yes. and you have Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and Adam Brody, and Alan Cumming, and Chris O'Dowd, and who else do you have? We have Rita Moreno. <laughs> Just you know, incredible, um, and uh, Diane Weist. Uh, so we've got, like Oscar-winning, you know, amazing uh, actors. We have uh, Gaten Matarazzo and uh, as Boris the Dragon, and we have Jacob Tremblay uh, uh, as as Elmer. Uh, and so we just have, you know, we just have, yeah, an incredible group of people. Um, and I, I guess Gaten and Jacob in particular are the very heart of the film. So it's. Again, like I said, it, it, it's a it's really a film about two kids who are just trying to navigate the world uh, as best they can, try to figure out what's around the corner, try to figure out how they can deal with what's around the corner. Um, and so, but the, the uh, those two actors in particular did just such an amazing job, uh, just because they got on so well. Actually, in the recording studio, um, there there was a kind of like an older sibling, younger sibling kind of relationship that kind of built between the two of them, and so they were really genuine with each other uh, in the recording studio and really trusting of the whole process of uh, recording the the performances. And they just did a brilliant job. It's in cinemas. It's also on Netflix, which suggests it's going to get an enormous audience for you as well. Well, you know, yeah, I, the Cartoon Saloon, um, you know, we've, we've been on the go for over 20 years and we're always, you know, we, everything we do is with our whole heart. So whatever we put up there on the screen, it's with the, the absolute best intentions of trying to, uh, you know, we're storytellers. We're just a bunch of drawing storytellers who want to communicate uh, with an audience. Um, and so the, the opportunity that Netflix um uh, provides for us in in that you know people around the world uh, can just watch this film that for us that's a, a um a really amazing opportunity to just broaden um the the audience for our our films you know in general so hopefully um, the the reach of my father's dragon might inspire audiences to maybe check out some of our other films like wolfwalkers and the breadwinner and song of the sea and uh, the secret of kells it's a great story that Cartoon Saloon has, as well as my father's dragon, Nora Toomey, director of it. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on The Last Word. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-